You're listening to The Kelly Joe Show on Talk Jive Radio, a Damon in production distributed by the Institute for Native Arts and Media. The views and opinions expressed in the following segment are those of the individual and do not necessarily reflect those of the INAM organization. Welcome, welcome. Yes, I'm still in recovery mode, so we're just going to we're just going to go ahead and go on with it. Um so on our social media pages since we're talking about cops today, um, there's an interesting story on, it's on our Talk Jive page, and it's from the Willits Police Department, and it's in the, um, it's in California. And it says, welcome to our newest officer to complete his FTO program, Officer Marler. Officer Marler brings with him experience from two Bay Area police departments. If you see him on patrol, be sure to wave. Now, if you look at Officer Marler, he's not that old. He's he's not that old. He's 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 fairly young. I'm gonna say he's probably in his late twenties or early thirties. Like not he's 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 not an old man. And he's already served with two police departments, right? Experience from two Bay Areas. So my my first thing was, okay, so you're a young dude. And you've already, like, this is your third gig that we know of, right? I mean, just that we're, we're looking at. I'm just just inferring from this information, right? So to experience from two barrier departments. So what happened? <laughs> so you're a young dude. This is your third gig, your third agency. What gives? Because, I mean, if, you know, if I've, I've interviewed a lot of people, even for jobs. And those are the kinds of things that I would ask is, okay, well, especially being in a position of public trust, right? Like law enforcement officers, they're not supposed to be above the law, but they're, they're supposed to be held to a higher standard of integrity because they're, they're tasked with, with, upholding the law enforcing the law right that's that's why that's why we're supposed to hold them in such high regard but the guy on this so i i went and i look i love to look at the comments on the original posts right especially in in times like this and you can learn a lot and the original posts they really like lay it out apparently this guy was abusive um, an officer's mother from from Willits from like was on there and like oh hey my son's on there welcome aboard you know blah 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 and I mean everybody was like yeah he's an abuser your son's an abuser too and I mean just I mean they were tagging each other in different news stories where these guys were abusing their positions. I actually posted some of those on our talk jive media pages. So you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, and it's, it's, it's not shocking. I mean, it's not shocking police officers and predatory educators are the same way. Uh, I, I don't know why the powers that be wouldn't want to have some sort of program in place that tracks such people with such predations. 
But on the other hand, yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, I do. Shortage. Some of these places are sh so short-handed, they don't give a shitey shite about who they let in their doors. Don't care. And that goes for schools. And, you know, there's so much brouhaha about SROs, school resource officers. I personally don't think bringing more cops into a situation is a good thing. I don't think that. I think that if Uvalde taught us anything, it's that putting a bunch of cops in a place where they can all just stand around and be in the way and nobody's going to do shit. I mean, think of all of the taxpayer dollars that went to pay the salaries for those people who are just standing around out there at Uvalde. It's a lot. And when you think about somebody who's already been fired, like, and it's, it's some places it's not easy to get fired. And when you're talking about some of these, some of these law enforcement agencies, they have a union. They have, you know, they have their own internal resources, internal affairs that they can, you know, they've, they've got their whole separate investigative division where they can police themselves. Surely there's nothing wrong with that. Predatory officers policing themselves. Huh. But... So, and, 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 it, and it always makes me wonder, how long do these officers last at these different places? And why wouldn't, why wouldn't, like, cops of all people, why wouldn't they want to share this information? Why not? Why, why, why wouldn't these, these administrators want to say, hey, you know, just to let you know, that's that's a predator in your midst. This is, I mean, don't they have a moral obligation to their communities, to other communities for the greater good, to public safety, to point out these these different predators and these different abusers? And that's really scary that the people that we put so much trust in to to handle people like this. I mean, if we're getting stalked, who do we call? We call the cops. If someone's being abusive to us, who do we call? We call the cops. And if they won't even hold their own accountable, how much faith can we really put in them that they're going to do what we need them to do for us? And if, if good cops aren't saying anything, what does that do for public safety? And I get it. Like, that's a, like good cops, they can get themselves killed. And what does that say about the whole profession? I mean, so, I mean, what, what do we do as citizens? What do we do? Because a lot of times these law enforcement agencies don't really care about what the public says. They're going to do what they want. It's its own little microcosm of government that has a lot of power 
that wields a whole lot of power. They're armed to be able to go and do what they want in our communities and to arm these predators, these abusers who have already proven that they are not worthy of public trust. It's, it's a scary thing to be a citizen in a place where you know that you're already in more danger from law enforcement than from the criminals. And those are documented facts for natives in Oklahoma. Those are facts. And so I, I don't really know where we go from here. I don't know how we do these things. Um, I've asked different people and, you know, due process, innocent until proven guilty. All that shit they love to say when they really want to circle the wagons. Right. Fend, fend them off. Just wait it out. If you can just wait it out, something else will come along and these people will forget all about it. Hell, create something else to divert them. So, I know. It's probably not always as Machiavellian as all that, but it always seems to work out that way. And it's just a really scary time for Indians in Oklahoma. It's always a scary time for Indians in Oklahoma. But especially now that we have targets on our back. Um, this is going to get really, really super ugly for us in the next four years. You wait and see. And all we can do is document and, I don't know, try to try to survive and try to try to get to the next administration but i have very very little faith that we're not going to have a whole lot of instances like officer marler i know that we already do especially since since nobody gives a shit about saying anything about these posses that these counties have these untrained deputized people to go around bearing arms and harassing people that's okay here in Oklahoma so it's about to get a whole whole lot worse and just I mean thoughts and prayers right keep us in your thoughts and prayers and I hope our pretendian governor doesn't set us all on fire there you go or bring in more predators that um that want to take advantage of Indians because that's a that's a distinct possibility too. Um, so we're gonna lighten that up a little bit, talk to a talk to a couple of folks, get a couple of interviews in. It's like I said, I don't feel good, and you know what? When I don't feel good, it's just all a cluster shag, right? <laughs> I'm so misanthropic when I don't feel good, and so this is it. So hopefully tomorrow will be a better day. Tomorrow's another day. Thank you so much for tuning in to this segment of The Kelly Joe Show, a damn Indian production brought to you and distributed by the Institute for Native Arts and Media. The views and opinions expressed in this segment are those of the individual and do not necessarily reflect those of the INAM organization. 
For more information or to donate, you can email nativeartsandmediainstitute at gmail.com. You can always catch past episodes of all shows wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for your support.